Obamacare is here to stay. Tests, office visits, pills, hospitalizations, what do they all actually cost? $330 billion with a B. Marks the beginning of open enrollment in the health insurance marketplaces. This is confusing. You're listening to Health O'Clock, show 11, recorded August 21st, 2016. We are your source for health news, trends, and insights. So now it's time to talk about healthcare. And we are back. We have passed the 10 show mark and are on show 11. This is so exciting. It's, uh, you know, podcasts that pass the 10 show mark are destined for greatness. That's what it is. They say, uh, actually, ten, the 10 show mark is a big benchmark. Oh, it is? So, okay. this is, yeah, it's it's a big deal that we're here at show 11. Excellent. Well, my normal disclaimer, I am an actuary. I am a health actuary. Uh, but all of the information and thoughts I provide here are for entertainment and knowledge. Uh, do not use them in your business plan. Uh, do not use them thinking you're getting proprietary information. <laughs> if you need an actuary, go hire one. That's right. Uh, and my name is Jay. And I am a normal guy here. I am just a blue collar, uh, happy with Coors Light kind of guy. I don't represent any of them newfangled high tech D Rones or. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any of the the uh, driverless cars or mm. any other kind of fancy do hingle or dangle. Actually, I'm I'm not a hillbilly, but uh, no, I was <laughs> I wasn't gonna call you out, but oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, hey, if it's your first time joining us, thank you for uh, giving us a try. Uh, our goal here at this podcast is just to to give education to people, have a fun discussion, and um, really just make health insurance uh, news available to everybody and easy to understand. That's right. Yeah, that's our, that's our one goal is we want you to leave your 30 minutes listening to us with some knowledge. That's right. So today... Today is kind of a fun episode. Yeah, Andrea. This is I've been looking forward to this because we've been talking a lot about healthcare in the past. Or not past, but little bits of healthcare that doesn't change. Like what what is it HSA? What is Medicare? But now it's like what is the state of healthcare? Right. What's going on right now? Healthcare in the news. Healthcare in the news. So if you're listening to this in twenty seventeen Odds are it's out of date. Yeah. This did not just happen. If you're <laughs> way behind and, and catching up and binging our podcast in May of 2017. That is right. Something different's happening. So, yeah. So, let's get right into it. Yes. All right. So, the first thing, this week, Aetna made an announcement. Aetna is one of the big major insurance companies in the United States. And they announced on Monday that they are pulling out of the insurance exchanges. These are Affordable the, Care Act, Obamacare exchanges. They are no longer going to offer products in 11 of the 15 states that they currently offer. So 
Aetna. I've not ever heard of Aetna before. Do they work with other insurances that I might know? Or is it their own... They are, they offer their own insurance. They're they're a big insurance company. They're like United Healthcare or the Blue Cross plans, or uh, any of those big health. They're a big national health insurance company. I see. Um, I think they merged with Cigna, maybe last year, and they've been trying to merge with Humana, which is another big player in health insurance. And that's kind of where our story gets messy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, so, so it sounds they like make a- those, Yeah, they make this big announcement that they're pulling out of the exchanges. F.U. Obamacare. Yeah. Is what they say. Sure. So journalists start digging, and they find out that they were trying to merge with Humana. Which is another healthcare company. It's a big merger. It would reduce competition. Justice Department wasn't having any of it. Sure. So they send a letter on July 5th to the Justice Department, and I actually pulled up... Wait, they meaning... uh, Aetna. Aetna says, hey, Justice Department, read this. Here. They said, if the Department of Justice stops this merger, basically... We will immediately take action to reduce our 2017 exchange footprint. We currently plan to expand from 15 states in 2016 to 20 in 2017. However, I'm reading verbatim what they said. Okay. If we are in the midst of litigation over the Humana transaction, we will not be able to expand to five additional states. In addition, we would also withdraw from at least five states. So, so this sounds like blackmail to me. This sounds like corporate, hey, you either do what we want and allow this trade or we walk and we're not we're we're going to take away our services from you. Right. Uh, well, that's what it seems like and that's what all of the journalists that are writing about the story are saying. They tried to blackmail the DOJ, and because the DOJ wouldn't give them what they want, now they're leaving and leaving 900,000 people without coverage. It's crazy. It kind of makes you sick. I mean, health insurance companies should not be so bottom line concerned that... I feel like this just hurts the common man, the average guy, like me. You know, it just feels like there's less competition... And that um, they're not having the human's best interest at hand. It, it's wh- how are the people on the board? How's the stock members gonna right? Gonna look? Well, well, and thinking from an insurance co- company standpoint, because I worked for one for five years, I imagine internally they're saying we're losing money on this block of business. Unless we can merge with this other company, join forces, we can't keep losing money. I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Okay, I understand their viewpoint. But then I went out and looked at their Aetna's financials, and they're making record profits. Again. Really? Yeah. Not on this block of business. They're losing. They're losing money on the exchanges. 
It means they haven't properly priced it or they priced it to gain a bunch of members but not actually cover their costs. Well, isn't Aetna responsible for the prices? Yes, they are. Why? Yeah. So, <laughs> so they can they blame kinda... Obamacare all they want about them not making money, but... But yeah, they they price themselves to be competitive, but they basically price themselves at a loss. To become competitive. To become competitive, to gain members. And now, even though their record profits from all of their other services could cover the difference, they don't want to do that anymore. Oh, juicy. There's so much drama here. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. I know. So from one standpoint, it's, it's a business decision, but that letter to the Justice Department is just fishy, that they were thinking about expanding, and now they've cut it way back. No kidding. It really, I don't know. Leaves a sour taste in my mouth that they're willing to play these cards uh, and write these letters and come off. I don't know. Just I don't respect Etna. I don't ha- hold them in a, a high regard right it, now. It doesn't look good for them. It really doesn't. It, no. So here's the broader question: because yes, it's going to affect uh, eleven out of fifteen states. Uh, They have a total of 900,000 members, so most of those are going to have to jump over and select a different plan. So almost a million people. Well, it'll be less than that because they still have four states in play. Oh, I see. So my guess is it'll be 500,000, 600,000 people. Okay. And that's just a, a broad guess. But what does this mean overall? And journalists have started asking this question. Does this mean that Obamacare is failing, that the exchanges, if all these companies, um, if you'll remember if you'd been paying attention, United Healthcare recently dropped out of all the exchanges for 2017 for similar reasons, that they were losing a bunch of money. Now, there was no smoking gun letter and merger in that case, but they did say we can't keep losing money on this and just backed out of the exchanges. I see. So you see these major national carriers dropping like flies. What does this mean for the exchanges? Ah, um, well, it means the players that can survive are only going to get more business. I mean, just because of the law. To me, I I would say, you know, one thing, and and let's finish talking about the exchanges, but I also want to know what does this mean for Medicare companies and insurance companies that they can't uh, survive? I mean, does that mean they're bad at pricing? Does it mean they're not offering the right services it doesn't mean they were coasting too long and they're too old a company and don't realize the current needs i don't know i want yeah i don't know i have a lot of questions uh, i mean those are really great questions to ask it could be all of the above it could be they didn't price their product right to begin with which is fair because you uh, in the beginning nobody knew anything about how healthy everyone on the exchanges would be yeah But by 2016 pricing, you should have had the data available to set your prices at a respectable level, at a level where you would not lose hand over fist tons of money. And it appears that these carriers didn't do so or they applied for a massive increase and were shot down by the state insurance departments, basically. Hmm. 
So, but for the overall exchanges... Yeah, what does that mean? It looks like as carriers start dropping, saying we're losing money, we're losing money, we're losing money. If you go out and buy insurance on the exchange, you have fewer and fewer choices, less competition, which means... More expensive. More expensive. The one choice you have, they don't have to compete against anyone else. And that was the whole point of these exchanges is to get these insurance carriers to compete against each other. Yeah. And that seems to be backfiring. That is kind of sad. You don't want to see that. (laughs) So you see, and of course, the partisan politics comes out. You see the Republicans saying, yeah, see, it's failing. Just let it fail. And you see the Democrats trying to propose solutions like, well, maybe if we put in a public option, maybe if we let the government throw throw their hat in the ring and offer a plan, yeah. then that would help the competition. So uh, that's just something we'll have to pay attention to, to see how the market reacts and how the government reacts to this. Okay. I got a question for you. Sure. All right. Let's say it's the year 2017. Is Aetna back in the ring? What's your prediction, Andrea? Well, they backed out for 2017. Right now, they're doing oh, all the okay. planning for 2017. Let's do for 2018. 2018, it's real hard to say. Yeah, it depends on if the exchanges, if more and more people enroll and they seem to be doing really well, or if they continue this anemic death spiral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Very interesting. Well, you know what? I think it's time for one of my favorite segments of the show. Twitter versus Twitter. (laughs) 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 So in one corner, we have people talking about the exchanges and how they're having trouble. And in the other corner... We're talking about how terrible Aetna is. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So we have anti-Aetna versus... Anti-exchanges. Uh, anti-exchanges. Okay. Well, Megan McCardley says, think of it this way. If the exchanges were in splendid shape and markets were deep and profitable, no one would be panicked about the Aetna e- exit. Hmm. That's a good point, Megan. Colonel Morris Davis at Colonel Morris Davis said at Aetna net profits 2012 1.67 billion, 2013 1.91 billion, 2014 2.05 billion, 2015 2.39 billion. Obamacare pullout is pure spite and hurts real Americans. I I don't disagree to that. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Abbott says, commentary, Aetna's Obamacare pullout means the insurance death spiral has arrived. Program is losing billions. Hmm. Which is true. The exchange program is yeah. losing billions. Because People of this. are losing money. Yep. Insurance companies are losing money on this exchange. Rob Yates at Yates Rob says, Aetna abandoning Obamacare shows private insurance companies are incapable of running a health system. Rob, you bring up a good point. You know, I kind of agree with all of these people in a certain way. Yeah, they seem very informed. The logic's there, it sounded. I mean, one can deduce 
exactly what they're thinking because of right i mean on one side the exchanges are in trouble if they were doing great then this wouldn't be a big deal one other another competitor would move in and take etna's place that's right but on the other hand i think the way etna managed this whole thing is very very shady especially looking at their net profits and the whole merger and the department of justice letter it it seems like there's fault on the exchanges and fault with Aetna. You know, since there is a slot open and I have a free weekend coming up, I'm thinking of starting Jetna. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Jay's Aetna. And <laughs> if, if, if their profits were as great as, <laughs> how hard could it be? Somebody else did it. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we've got another big piece of news. And if you have informed health-aware people on your Facebook feed, which I happen to, I saw the following this week. It showed a picture of an EpiPen and said, in 2008, an EpiPen cost $100. Now, today, an EpiPen costs $500. That's a bit shocking. Is that true? Does the EpiPen really cost five hundred? I, I looked it up. A five hundred plus. Oh my it, gosh! It depends on your health plan and and what kind of coupons you get. It could be that or more. Mm-hmm. And I I did some research on this, and it appears that this company, their name is Mylan, and that they're... owns EpiPen, okay. has been slowly increasing their prices for years. I've seen articles on this every August and September for the past five, six, who knows how many years, where they slowly keep inching up their prices because they can. No one's regulating this. And why the heck not? They're making money on it. Yeah. And people only notice as school starts because schools have to stock these things in Um, case there's some kind of, these are for if your allergies are... Get stung by a bee or if something. If you get stung by a bee, you have an allergic reaction, you're going to die. You use one of these. Yeah, and it'll save your life. It'll save your life. Parents with children who have very severe allergies always carry these around with them in case their child has an episode. That's right. So these are life-saving things that the company keeps slowly bumping up the price to make more and more money off of. I can't believe Mylan is the only business making these EpiPens. It seems to me like we're missing competition here. Well, yeah, that's an interesting thing. I looked up to see if they have any competition. Uh, there's a company that produces something called Adrena Click. That's basically the same thing, and it's cheaper. But they did have a major recall last year. Mm-hmm. So I think they're not as trusted. So essentially, this Mylan EpiPen has a monopoly. Okay. So the weekend after next weekend, I'm going to start Jylan. <laughs> and, and then Jetna, right? <laughs> yeah. Jetna's next week, then Jylan. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the catch. It costs you $1.5 million to develop this, this product. Okay. Just to get through all of the testing and the FDA approvals. The drug itself... And the little plastic container pen thing you put it in costs a couple bucks. Oh, yeah. It's very cheap. Sure. But to get it through the process of getting approved by the FDA costs $1.5 million. So we head head down to the bank and... (laughs) 
<laughs> put on our tie. <laughs> uh, it, and then I went and looked up Milan's profits. In 2015, their profits were $1.2 billion. Oh, come on, Milan. Yeah. And they sell, I looked up, they sell roughly uh, 3.6 million units a year. Is Milan by chance run by Martin Scarelli? <laughs> it's interesting you say that because Martin Scarelli has weighed in on this controversy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Our good old friend Martin Scarelli. Yeah. Do you want to read? Uh, he weighed in and called them vultures, which if Martin Scarelli calls you a vulture, yikes. Yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> Start looking for carrion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right here. I can read it. Okay. All right. This is Martin Scarelli's verbatim comment on this and now i am gonna censor this because i know there's probably children yes um it's almost like companies are trying to make money and (laughs) should be illegal he sounds sarcastic he is he's a bitter sarcastic guy he's kind of a turd (laughs) and i think he's just venting (laughs) and i don't know whatever he is a turd yeah so they're i mean they're making pure profit off of this there's no reason to increase the price it's a very cheap product they've already been approved by the fda they've already made their money back from this thing it's all pure profit at this point so are they saying anything like hey it's going into r&d or anything like that no no they're just saying no i need a boat we're we're making money because we can and why the heck not there's no rule against it yeah and Martin Scarelli said it. It's like companies are trying to make money. All right. Well, <sighs> okay. That is crazy. <laughs> uh, I think I need a nice soothing break. Just something to rest my mind Yeah. and calm down. It yeah. sounds like there's a lot of drama out there in there, healthcare. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people trying to make money. a dying friend he offered me his EpiPen in his last moments it seemed very important to him that I have it (laughs) wow (laughs) I still have that thing that's uh, that's really touching yeah. I wonder why I gave you that. I don't know. <laughs> so, back to health news. Yes, health news. We've got a couple shorter, more like tidbit type articles of what's going on in health right now. Okay. Pfizer. Yes. The large Pfizer. drug company. Yes. Pfizer. Has acquired another drug company. Oh. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So, the other company is called Medivation. Inc. Okay. And they have been purchased from Fi- by Pfizer for $14 billion. 
Drop in the bucket. Yeah, you know, chump change. Yeah. Um, the reason being is Pfizer thinks cancer drugs are really hip right now. They're making a lot of money off of them. Um, so they purchased Medivation Inc. because they have a blockbuster cancer treatment drug expected to earn a couple billion dollars by 2020. So if we learned anything from Mylan, a blockbuster drug is not going to be cheap. No, it will be expensive and people will need it. So, yep. So that's something to look forward to in the next couple of years. That is sad, but also exciting. I'm all for innovation. Yeah. Yeah. Next news article. Oh, let me handle this one. All right. Zika is in Miami. And that's, uh, there's some major concerns about spreading to Louisiana because of all this standing water. As you know, there's been a big flood there. Terrible flooding in Louisiana. Yeah. So I could see that being a bit concerning. Yeah, I mosquitoes hope. like standing water. N- nature's on our side. Winter's coming. This is true. Let's hope it gets cold soon. Well, not too cold. Not I too saw co- the fear in your eyes. Yeah, just I'm not now. a winter pr- winter guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hopefully, um, the CDC does say it will never be a full blown epidemic in the continental United States. We're just too. We're not a tropical region, um, but it is concerning and it's something people should pay attention to, especially if you're in the southeast. Finally, this is a fun one. Okay, lay it on me. <laughs> McDonald's was putting fitness trackers in child's Happy Meals, and they have recalled them because they have been giving children rashes. I see. Thoughts. Here's the first question, actually. Okay. Is it hypocritical for McDonald's to serve you a cheeseburger, french fries, and soda and then give you a fitness tracker. Get to work. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> and then here's the other question. Are they jumping on a fad or is McDonald's really, just in a broader sense, are they really trying to do better as far as better food? Or okay. do you think they're embracing a fad to keep their profits up? Okay. First question uh, about the hypocritical thing. Who knows if that really caused a rash, but the fact that they're working with fitness trackers is a little, I think, might blow up in their face, so they were quick to ditch them. Uh, business business move. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing, I think McDonald's in general is a very interesting uh, business because they have built their empire on serving cheap, delicious, unhealthy food that the world adapted to and loved until about the 2000s. (laughs) So they were everywhere. And then suddenly, once Super Size Me, it seems like, came out. That movie was disturbing. (laughs) Then then they're quickly trying to realize how to save face. And I think, you know, that's been, what, 10 years, 15 years since the movie's come out? I think they've actually taken a lot of great steps to becoming more i'm i'm saying healthy but i'm not wanting to <laughs> they're to i mean have healthy options i know you can get apple wedges i know you can 
Uh, and they recently went organic. Yeah, they uh, switched with over nuggets. to the an- the non antibiotic chicken, the free range. I don't know if it's free range, but at least chicken yeah. that they don't pump, pump a bunch of antibiotics into. Yeah. So that's probably good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, funny. Uh, so that's all our news we have for now. But we'd love to hear from you. If there's something we missed you'd like us to talk about, well, we'd be happy to oh, do so. Yes, we'd love getting feedback and hearing from you. Uh, as always, definitely subscribe to our show. You can do that uh, by going to our website. Uh, and if you Google Health O'Clock Podcast, we're the first isn't this exciting? We are the <gasps> first website that shows up. We are? We are. All right. But you have to be strangely <laughs> sp- specific. Yeah. Uh, but then on the right-hand side, there's all the different ways to subscribe, whether it's iTunes or Android or whatever your flavor. We're there. Cool. Well, next show, we're going to do end-of-life health care. It'll be a little dark. It'll be a little hard to listen to. Yikes. Don't scare them away. But... I think it's actually a really important thing that everybody should think about. Until next time. I'm Andrea. I'm Jay. <laughs>